Have you ever wondered why the letters on a keyboard are not in alphabetical order? The reasoning I was told years ago in my typing class, learning on actual typewriters, was that the setup is based on the most frequently used letters, but that excuse does not account for why I always have a finger on a semicolon. I've since learned that the real reason for the letter order goes back to the manufacturing of typewriters in the late 1800s. Typewriters were delicate new technology, and as the skill of typing increased in society, typewriters would frequently jam. The technology could not keep up with the speed of skill, and jamming became a regular occurring problem. To decrease the frequency of jamming, the manufacturers moved the letters out of alphabetical order. Simply put, they jumbled up the letters to slow down typing. This disruption caused typists to slow their speed. It took them longer to find each key, and they had to enter each letter deliberately. The keyboard layout was not the most efficient for fast typing, but that was not the manufacturer's point. The bothersome malfunctions lessened, and 150 years later, we still use the same keyboard on our computers and phones to this day. The church calendar, the marked observance of the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, is a similar disruption. Our lives can move so fast, our obligations, commitments, responsibilities, they drive and dictate our calendars. The church calendar offers rhythms like Advent, Easter, Pentecost, which serve to slow us down and drive us to enter each day deliberately. This year, the church calendar begins on Sunday, November 29th, with the season of Advent. And I'm sure many of you wish the new year of 2021 would start just as soon. Then we could bid a tearless goodbye to a tumultuous 2020. From the pandemic to social conflict, an election season, and all of the cancellations, gatherings with friends, long-awaited travel, family events, and traditions now broken. The idea of a new year and a blank slate is a welcome reprieve. The new church calendar and the season of Advent do not offer us a blank slate, though, and neither does a new year for that matter. But Advent does speak to the pervasive discontent that has made up so much of this year. I want to talk with you about this discontent, which so many people, perhaps even you, have been feeling. While this discontent is not new, it certainly feels different. That anxious fire that ignites in our chests, it burns like a magnifying glass catching sunlight on a leaf. It's the loss of the illusion of control, the discontent that can slowly burn in our souls and make us drift toward fear and despair. Advent speaks to this discontent because the truth of Advent was born into such discontent, born into a place of fear and despair. The truth of Advent is the reason we can find hope in the darkness, peace in the chaos, joy in the uncertainty, 
and love and a longing. The word Advent comes from the Latin Adventus, which means coming or arriving. The Advent season marks the four weeks of preparation and anticipation to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ on Christmas Day. Advent is a season of waiting and expectation. We remember the waiting and the expectation of the people Israel, longing for the one who would come in the line of the King of David to receive the eternal throne, to be Emmanuel, God with us. And we are called to remember the waiting and expectation of Mary to receive the Christ child. And we recognize our own waiting, our own longing for deliverance and redemption. We confess our own hopes and fears at Advent because Advent speaks to all of these things. At Advent, we are not only permitted but encouraged to embrace our desperate need for Christ to come to us, to come and rescue us from our fear and despair, from our powerlessness and discontent. And the great hope of Advent is that Christmas is coming when we will celebrate that God has come to us before as a child wrapped in swaddling cloths, born to die for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Our celebration of the first advent of Christ teaches us how to hope for the second advent when he will come to his people again and bring the fullness of his kingdom with him. Advent is an invitation to longing, not simply for the celebration of Christmas, but for Christ himself. This year, if you have longed for hope, you have ultimately longed for Christ. If you have longed for peace, you have longed for Christ. If you have longed for joy, you have longed for Christ. And this year, if you have longed for love, you have longed for Christ. 2020 has been a long season of heavy discontent. So this Advent, I invite you to join with us and find hope in the darkness, peace in the chaos, joy in the uncertainty, and love in the longing. Because at Advent, we find God in the manger. For a few brief minutes each day, let's interrupt our busyness and our forgetting and intentionally ask the Lord to prepare our hearts to long for the coming of Christ. Let us seek together daily to give our hearts to the Lord, to set our affections upon Him, and to drink deeply the joy and hope of Advent. For Redeemer Community Church, I'm Jeff Heine. This is Sound in Season.